Today I want to continue talking about this covenant God, the covenant God, simply because sometimes in the midst of situations and circumstances that we're going through, we can find ourselves forgetting the character of God, the uh, faithfulness of God, amen, even in our situations. Sometimes it may seem as if God is nowhere to be found. But I'm grateful today that as we've been dealing with, this is our third um, session in this series entitled uh, A Pandemic Crisis, amen, Understanding the Covenant God, amen. God is a lot of things. God is love. God is faithful. God is pure actuality with no potentiality. In other words, God doesn't need to learn anything, amen, or he doesn't need to grow. So he's alpha and omega. Uh, we know that in his character, he's faithful. We know God is love. We know God is spirit. But it's good to know, amen, that God is a God that keeps his word, amen. As I've already told you, amen, and what I'm leading into today, I'm leaning into or leading into the new covenant. I want us to understand the new covenant, the covenant that God made with Israel, but the covenant that God fulfilled and brought to pass through Jesus Christ. And so we now are part of that covenant. Amen. Um, the covenants that we talked about so far, uh, we talked about the covenant with the Abrahamic covenant. We talked about that. That's found in Genesis 12, 15, and 17. That's what you call the Abrahamic covenant, right? And then after the Abrahamic covenant, we have the Mosaic covenant. Amen. The Mosaic covenant is the covenant that God made with Moses. Amen. And then we have the third covenant, which we didn't look at, but, but, but it's the covenant that God, the third covenant that God made is with David, the Davidic covenant. Amen. Now, in keeping with these covenants, God made these covenants with his people to remind them. Think about this. Even after the people rebelled, even after the people fell into sin and went into exile, the one thing that God did is that God kept good on his promises. Here's the reason why I want you to understand this. Here's the reason why I want you to uh, appreciate this. Here's the reason why I want you to applaud this. Because when you think about all that Israel had been through, uh, even in their idol worship, even in their adultery, come on somebody, even with a bad attitude, God was still faithful to them. Saints, I'm not saying that God, amen, is, is just pleased with the way that some of us live, but or pleased with our attitudes, or pleased with our idolatry, or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is nothing that you do can change what God says he's going to do. Are you with me? Now, you may not experience what you should experience. 
Amen. And that's simply because we have not made the choice to obey, amen, the commandments of God. But, but I'm reminded of a passage, amen, and I want to show you something. Go to Jeremiah chapter 29, and I want to, want, want to go here today because it's just something the Lord just put in my spirit, amen. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, it's a, it's a very familiar passage, but I want, to, I want to show you how faithful God is. I just want to show you that God is faithful to his promises, but God is also faithful to his covenant. Amen. And in his covenant, amen, we can rest assured that God is going to do exactly what he says he's going to do. But even in God's discipline, we find his faithfulness. Are you with me? See, here's the thing. Children don't like discipline. Amen. They don't like it. Uh, they don't, they don't, they don't appreciate it. They can't appreciate it. But remember this discipline, if you're trained by it, will yield, watch this, the Bible says righteousness. It, it will, it will yield a life of discipline. It will, it will lead, it, it will lead you on the right path. Oftentimes you have couples who come together, amen, in marriage. And they fail to uphold the covenant that God has put in place. For instance, the Bible says, husbands, amen, love your wife. Wife, amen, respect your husband, amen, or submit to your husband, amen. In everything the Bible says, and oftentimes you find, even in relationships, you find that some are covenant breakers. Are you with me? Here's the thing. We can't be covenant breakers and expect the blessings of God. Do I have anybody? Amen. So watch this for a minute. God made the promise to them. He, so we have, we, we talked about the three kinds of covenant. We have what? What's the first one? We have the, the what? The Abrahamic covenant. Come on, somebody. We have the Mosaic covenant. And lastly, we have the what? Davidic covenant, but there's one more after that. And that's what I want to deal with today. Amen. If I can get to it, amen. We have the new covenant. The new covenant now. Amen. See, the new covenant helps us to understand that we now are living, amen, under that new covenant. This morning, I, I opened my Bible. You know, sometimes when I go in the prayer closet, I don't know what to pray. Sometimes my, my mind and my life and things are so, amen, out of whack that I don't know what to say. And I love what the Bible did. I love reading the Bible. When I opened the word of God, God took me to Romans chapter 8. And he says, and when you don't know what to pray, come on, help me somebody. The spirit prays for me. Can I, say, can I share this with you today? Sometimes you don't even need to say anything because God already knows your heart. And it's because of that new covenant. It's because God has made a new covenant with us. Amen. That we are able to have someone greater in us who is able to speak on our behalf. Listen, when we don't know what to say and somebody here this morning, you don't know what to say. You, you've already thrown your hands up. Amen. But I want to help you with something today. 
You better call on that covenant God because that covenant God can hold you. Amen. And, can, and the Holy Spirit can intercede for you. Listen, when things are too hard for you, stop getting in the way and let God have his way. Because we serve a mighty God. Listen, let me tell you something. What is difficult for you is possible for God. Amen. And oftentimes I believe that's, the, that's, that's one of the reasons God's, God allows us to get into some of these difficult situations. Because he wants us to realize that the only way that you're going to make it out of this is with me. Do I have anybody? And so, Jeremiah 29, God had to do something, amen, to his people. He had to discipline them. But you know, when I look at God's discipline, I think about God's discipline, I said, man, it's, God is fair. You know, when you think about what he could do, yeah. come on somebody, he could wipe us out, <laughs> Amen. He could take everything from us. But I believe that Israel did not really appreciate how loving he was or is. How awesome he is. Amen. They, they were so wrapped up in their own devices. Come on, somebody. They were so wrapped up, amen, in living a life. Amen. That was pleasing to themselves. They were so wrapped up in living for themselves that they forgot the God that brought them thus far. Yeah. Jeremiah chapter 29. I'm sorry it's taking me so long to, to get here. But, but I want to I look at verse 11 is where I want to look at. He says, for I know the plans I have for you declares who? Declares the Lord. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for what? Welfare and not for what? Calamity. To give you a future and a hope. But don't just read that passage by itself. You can't isolate that passage by itself. What you have to do, saints, you have to read the context. The context to that passage is very, very interesting because the, the context helps us to understand how awesome a God he is. You say, what do you mean? What do you mean? Let's, 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 let's look at this together. Look at, look at verse 1. Now, these are the words of the letter, letter which Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the edge elders of the exile, uh, the priests and the prophets and the people of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, and, and, uh, uh, which had been taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now, we know it's a letter being sent to those who are already in Babylon. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come on down to verse 10 now. I just want to show you the context, right? Number one, we know that they are in a situation. They are taken as slaves. They were free. They are under the Mosaic, the Abrahamic, and the Davidic covenant. But yet, God's covenant people, Lord have mercy. You know what I think? I think sometimes we forget, I believe. We forget who we are. 
And we forget whose we are. And saints, if we are God's covenant people, then why in the world do we live the way we live? Why is it that we fall into the same mindset, into the same mix-up, into the same stuff as the world? And I believe that when we lose our identity, Israel had forgotten who they was. And you and I cannot forget who we are. We are children of God. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And watch this. And God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think. But watch this. He says, for se- verse 10. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed from Babylon, hold on a minute, I will visit you and fulfill my what? My good word to you and to bring you back to this place. 70 years, they're getting ready to go into Babylon. God says to them, I'm sending you into Babylon. Now, you could take that a lot of different ways. Sometimes we don't realize, as I said last week, that God is allowing some things in your life to happen. He is the direct source, amen, of of what's happening, amen, because he knows what's best for you. He knows what's best for me. And so, therefore, he allows the wicked to reign. Come on, somebody. He allows the pandemic to run rapid. Amen. He allows these things so that his people can come back to him. They can return to him. But right now, we are being affected by what the world is being affected by. Amen. And God says, I know the plans I have for you. Verse 11. He says, a plan for a future and a hope. But how can I see a future right now, Pastor? How can I see hope right now? I'm losing my job. Come on, somebody. I'm I'm falling apart. My life seems like everything is out of whack. Some people are not handling it well. But God says, you better remember who I am. I am a God of the covenant. I'm a covenant God, but I am God who knows you and I have a plan for you. What you and I have to do is live through the plan. Are you with me? And, and even in difficulty or difficulties, don't you forget who he is. Watch the text. The text says, verse 12, he says, after, he says, I, I, he says, I know, verse 11, uh, he says, I'm doing this for your good. I have plans for your welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Can, can I say this? Somebody here or somebody listening right now, maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you don't see a future. Maybe your future looks real dim right now. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, man, I don't see any good in this. 53,000 people are dead in America. 
Come on, somebody. And, and, and I don't know what the number is worldwide, and I know it's high. But here's what I'm saying to you. Could it be, again, that God still has a plan? You better believe he has a plan. Amen. And you better believe that it, his plan will work out for our good. Watch the text. Text says in verse 12, it says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. This is after 70 years. Amen. He says, all while you're there, you're praying. But then I'll come to you, and I'll listen to you. Watch verse 13. You will seek me and what? Find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes. Look what he says. And will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. God is not hiding. God is not um, neglecting the, the, the responsibility here. God is saying, yeah, I sent you there. And eventually you will return to me. And when you return to me, amen, I will hear from you. You Listen, you will, I will listen to you. You, listen, you will pray to me and your prayer is going to get through. He says, watch what he says now. He says, uh, verse 15, because you said the Lord has raised up prophets for us in Babylon. For thus says the Lord concerning the king who sits on the throne of David and concerning all the people who dwell in this city, your brothers who did not go with you into exile. Thus says the Lord, behold, I'm sending upon them a sword of what? Famine, <laughs> pestilence, and I will make them like split open figs. They cannot, that cannot be eaten due to rottenness. I'll pursue them with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence, and I will make them a terror to all the kingdoms of the earth to be, to be a curse and a horror and a hissing and a reproach among all the nations where I have driven them. Why? Verse 19. Because they have not. How long has God been speaking to you? Why is this on us? Amen. Now, now, even though God says, I know the plans I have for you. and Even though God says to them, I got a future set up for you. You know what I love about God? He is in control of our future. But what we're dealing with right now, saints, is about obedience. And I believe that what God wants from all of us, amen, he wants us to obey. He wants us to obey his word. Look what he says. He says, look what he says now. He says, verse 19, because they have not listened to my word, declares the Lord, I will send to them again, which I sent to them again and again. By my what? By my what? How many times the pastor got to preach? How many times? Amen. Have you heard the word? Some are rebelling right now. Amen. Some are fighting the word right now in their lives. Some don't want to obey the word. Amen. Because they have a plan. Because of the pandemic panic. 
But I want to tell somebody here today, you will never make it without the word of God. Are you with me? The word has to be the focal point of our lives. Watch the text. The text says, watch what he says, which I sent to them again and again, my servants by my servants the prophet, but they did not listen declares the Lord. You therefore hear the word of the Lord, all you exiles. Can I ask you something? Could it be that God has put us in this situation so that you would sit down and listen now? For real? Because maybe you were hearing, but you weren't listening. Maybe you were listening, but you weren't hearing. Maybe you were listening, hearing, but not obeying. And can I help you with something? God hasn't changed. And I keep talking to people. I keep talking on the radio station, on the television, all the places, all these different outlets that we're on right now. And I keep saying to people today, and I keep asking the questions. I'm talking to pastors and everybody, and I'm saying, what is God saying to us? What is he saying to us? What do you want us to do, God? And God keeps saying to me through his word, obey. Obey my words. Follow my words. Follow my plan. And you will prosper. Watch this. And you will prevail through this. Now watch the text. The text says, "Whom?" look what he says now. You therefore hear the words of word of the Lord, all you exile. Now remember, even though they're exiled, God is still sending them a word. Here's the thing. God loves you. He's going to discipline you. But watch this. He's still going to keep his promises to you. He'll always keep his promise to you. The one thing that you can remind yourself of every time. That God's word will come to pass to you in your life. And watch this. And you could stand on Every jot or tittle, it doesn't matter, saints. I believe we've been standing on CNN, ABC, Fox, and everything else. And here's what we got to do. We got to stand on the word of God. And when you hear from the master, come on somebody, in the midst of this crisis, you can be comforted that he who began a good work in you will in no wise finish what he started. Because I know him to be a covenant God. Are you with me? And, 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 and listen to this. And not only, not only uh, is this covenant good. You know what I love about David's covenant? The covenant which David, God made to David, again, it's an unconditional covenant. And the sign of that. There, so there's always a sign accompanied that's, that accompanies the covenant. So with Abraham, it was land, seed, blessing. Amen. With with Moses, with Moses, it was it was him bringing the people out. Amen. And him being that and the law. Amen. God gave him the law. Right. Watch this though. But watch this. But with David, it was the anointing. So so watch this. It, it was the anointing and it was the appointing. Amen. And then it was the anointing of a savior over the nation and the ultimate lineage. Je- Jesus. Jesus is out of the Davidic lineage. And that tells me, Lord have mercy, that when God says something, this is why I've been uh, uh, encouraging you. 
If you would, this is why I've been pressing in on this, this whole time. Read your Bible. Pick it up, saints. We've had six weeks. Is it six weeks? Seven weeks? We've had seven weeks without physical Bible study. Without physical worship. What are we doing? God, speak to me from your word. Pick up the word and say to God, God, what do you have for me from your word? Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Watch this now. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. Watch, 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 watch this real quick, real quick. I want, I want you to, want you to, want you to go to Jeremiah for me. Jeremiah 31 now. Let's look at this new. So watch this. So right after God tells them, verse 29, he tells them they're going to Babylon, right? Go to verse, go to chapter 30 real quick. Jeremiah 30. Watch this. Watch what he says here in 30. And then we're going to go to 31, right? Amen. You know, the word is so awesome. The word, the word, listen, listen to me. The word, amen. Man should not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. Listen to this. If Jesus who was tempted by Satan. When Jesus was tempted by Satan. He didn't, come, he didn't, he didn't rebuke Satan. What, what he did is he put a word on Satan. <laughs> and what we got to do saints. Amen. When our minds get to drifting. We got to put a word on it. We got to reframe and restructure our thinking. Through the word of God. In other words. We have to have biblical thinking. In other words, we have to have a biblical worldview. Because if you don't have a biblical worldview in a time like this, you will see, amen, things for, from a viewpoint, watch this, that will cause you to panic. Watch what he says. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write all these words which I have spoken to you in a book. Uh-huh. For behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will do what? Ha, here's the promise. Watch this now, where I will restore the fortunes of my people, Israel and Judah. The Lord says, I will bring them back. Tell your neighbor, we're coming back. <laughs> we're coming back. Amen. Right now, we are in that, we're in Babylon. Right now, we are in exile. Right now. But I thank God that he's a covenant God. You can't say that about Buddha. You can't say that about Krishna. You can't say that about Confucius and Karl Marx and all those dead men. You can't say, you can't say that about them. But watch this. The one thing I know about God, whatever he promises, he'll bring to pass. Do I have anybody? The text says, the text says, watch this. He says, he says, for behold, the days are coming and they're coming. They're coming back. Watch this. Declares the Lord, when I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel and Judah, the Lord says, I will also bring them back to the land that I gave to their, tell your neighbor, covenant, to their forefathers, and they shall possess it. Now, there are, these are the words which the Lord spoke concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For thus says the Lord, I have heard the sound. Of terror. Maybe, maybe, maybe we haven't cried out in terror yet. 
Maybe if the pandemic hits closer to home. I hope it doesn't take that. Amen. But the people were crying out. We came here on Friday night. Thank God for the faithful. I thank God for the faithful. The faithful are here. Who really want to see a way out of this. And we realize that the only way we can get out of this. Is if we come together. Come on somebody. And we pray. And we fast. I haven't gone to that scripture yet. And watch this. And we, and we repent. And we ask God to heal this land. The text says. I, God says. I heard the sound of terror. Of dread. And there's no peace. Ask now. And see if a male can give birth. <laughs> Why do I see every man with his hands on his loin as a woman in childbirth? Mm-hmm. And why have all your faces turned pale? Have you forgotten what I told you in 30, 29? Listen, we can quote it while it's hot. But can we live it while it's not? Are you with me? Amen. He says, why are your faces pale? Why are you holding your stomach like a woman? Be a man. Amen. Lift your head in the midst of this thing here. Amen. Watch this. He says, why is your face turned pale? Alas, for that day is great. There's none like it. And it is the time of Jacob's distress. But we, but he will be saved from it. It shall come about on that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke. Watch what he says. I shall break his yoke from off their neck and tear off the bounds of uh, uh, and strangers will no longer make them their slaves. But they shall serve the Lord. Come on somebody. You know what? <clears throat> Let me ask you this. Through all of this. Have you thought about serving God? Ha have you thought about man remembering when you were serving God? And some of us we just on the sidelines. We've already given up. Because we've taken this time not to look to God. But we've taken this time, amen, to finish our projects and to do whatever we were doing before. But I encourage you, I encourage you to take heed that God is calling you and I back to him. This is deeper than we really.